TGIF. This is Tawanda with Clutch by RGAA Media. Tune in to our show today as we talk about your epitaph. What will yours say when you are no longer here? Clutch in with us and tune in. Hello, Corinne. <laughs> Hello. Kelahar. <laughs> yes, good evening. How good are evening, Alexis. Oh, just doing. Thank just you. Just doing? What does that mean? Um, well, just kind of in a melancholy, you know, I have a. I just split my emotions from being a parent to coming back on stage. So you know how that is. You have to leave your <laughs> that life <laughs> separate from <laughs> your stage life. That's all. That's no, what it means. Now, when you say stage life, I mean, what do you mean? Well, no, because I had scheduled for 8.30, so I was rushing back. I was like two minutes oh. late. And I was, oh, well, let me tell you, you know, what had happened was Corinne. <laughs> There's that bus. <laughs> Choo-choo. But um, seriously, this is uh, Friday's pre-show. And um, I do apologize for being late. I was doing something really crazy. I'm kind of like really embarrassed to tell you, so I won't. So with that oh, being said, no, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh, you you are embarrassed to share with us? No well, way. Okay, you really want to know what I was doing? Of course we do, right, ladies? Yes. Oh, they can. I think they're a little slow. They really want to know. 
Girl, oh my gosh, you ask such personal questions on these types of calls. Um, I had took a nap. Oh, you deserve that. That's quite all right then. Totally oh, accepted. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, totally okay. See, you're awesome. You're awesome. So, um, <laughs> in, in our pre-show, um, for the next few minutes, we just kind of want to hang out because I know a lot of times in life, sometimes when calls start. People are a little nervous, so you know how you're waiting in the and you, you know how you're in the waiting room and you meet people like if you're at the clinic or maybe I don't think grocery stores have waiting rooms, especially now this time of the year. But um, but we'll be in the grocery store and we'll make our own waiting room. So I want to go out to each person on the line, just say hey, see how you're doing, and tell us something interesting about you, though something that you have not shared before. So we're going to start with 856 since it's her fault that she didn't wake me up. She's going to tell us something interesting about herself or her day that we do not know already. Um, my day's been busy. Uh, this is C. And I, mm, I was a vegetarian for seven years. That's good. A vegetarian. How how does that work? And what made you do that? Um, I'm not really a fan of meat like that, so I can take it or leave it. So I just got over it. And the funny thing around that is that I was eating McDonald's like every single day. And I one day I was like literally um like I would <laughs> eat the fries before I got to my house and I only lived like less than 10 minutes away from McDonald's so it started with me eating all the fries before I got to my house and then before I knew it I ate two burgers and my fries before I got to my house so basically I ate my whole meal before I got to my house and then one day I was like breathing like I you know weighed like 3,000 pounds and I couldn't breathe really so I was like, maybe it's time for me to give McDonald's up. But I'm like, if I'm going to eat meat, I might as well eat McDonald's. So I just gave up meat altogether. So you said you you were overweight? No, I was never overweight. I just felt like I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was being funny. So when you felt like you were 3,000 pounds, what were you really? Like 110 pounds? Probably. Like 120. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a good. That's definitely a good. It just wasn't good for me. You said what? It just wasn't good for me. It it wasn't you know digesting well, and I just felt like the grease in my lungs. So. And you said seven years you were actually vegetarian. Yeah. And are you still one now? No, I eat meat now. I'm poor, so I have to eat meat. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Talk to us nine four zero. I knew you were gonna call me. Of course. Um, this is Lisa, and um, a lot of things, exciting things, have been happening, um, but they require a lot of work. But I guess the one that I'm most happy about. Um, I get to write with someone I've always wanted to write with. Um, I'm staying up with my eyes burning trying to do this 30-page short story, but I'm working my way through it. 
um, definitely a way to get my name out there. So I'm excited about that. Okay. All right. Now you got to give us a little more information than that. Now, come on now. So, <laughs> give us a little more meat, ma'am. This this is why we're in the waiting room. Oh, we're in the waiting room, so you don't have to skim. Give, give us some um, meat. Go ahead. <laughs> I say you really don't want to give too much because okay. Well, um, what you whatever you can disclose. I feel like um, I don't know. I just just wait. It'll be out by Christmas. Just look forward to it being in the stores by Christmas. <laughs> okay. So basically, one of the big things is you're 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 publishing something. Now, is this your first time publishing something? Have you published something before? Can you tell us what genre it is? Can you give us a little okay, bit well, of that? Um, <laughs> okay. Well, um, I've published before. I'm currently sitting uh, at my computer working on my website now, um, working on my publishing. Um, I didn't want my talent to go to waste and. You know, it's crazy how the universe works because I was blocked on Facebook and I was sitting here trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do? Not like I need social media, but that was, like, my entertainment time. And Mm -hmm. I got back into writing, and then this man hit me up about this book, and it's going to be Freak Room 69. I think that's the title of the book. Hopefully I'm not saying it wrong. And it's an erotica book. Um, writing is something that I really enjoy. Um, I give up on it a lot, (laughs) but I still do it. I say I'm done with it, but I see myself, um, writing. I write in my head and now I have all these notes and I'm just like, I'm real big on not letting my talent go to waste now. So I'm just getting it all out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is really good. All right. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for giving us a little more, a little more tea. All right, two zero seven. Oh wow, I'm so bottled right now. I cannot tell you what I have not shared. Something that I've done that I've not shared with the world was the question. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, the only thing that I am working on is Project One Ninety Three and. There are some specific activities that maybe I have not shared with anyone because it's not anything that I've entered in a book uh, with the fear of that someone else will try to take the information. Like a Tesla, you know how Tesla wrote the equation for electricity and then Con Edison came by and swiped it off the table? Well, I do not want to be a Tesla, so (laughs) I keep the information as of yet. Okay. Well, the the world would definitely anticipate that then because it seems like it's going to be something pretty interesting. So thanks for teasing us a little bit. Teaser. <laughs> all right, all right. But How I'm gonna you? please. You you gonna what? I will definitely please when given the opportunity. When the opportunity arises, Thank I will definitely please. Oh, I love your language tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Teaser, but definitely a pleaser. I'm sure you're a case type type of girl. So, okay, you go next. Can you repeat that question? No, I can't. 
<laughs> Tell her what the question is, Alexis. Because Alexis is always listening. Even when we're not talking, she's listening. Well, I think. Alexis, go on once. Go on twice. Tell us something about yourself that you haven't shared before. Tell us, tell you guys something about myself that I haven't shared before. Mm-hmm. Please. Dude, but if I haven't told anybody, it means I don't want nobody to know. <laughs> well, that's why we want to know tonight. Let's see, something that I haven't shared with anybody. That you haven't shared with us. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of those things. We're not saying a a diehard secret, just maybe something you haven't had the opportunity to share with us about you. Oh. Uh Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The way she said it. Yeah, we don't we don't mean a diehard secret. I mean, I mean, I would like to have one of those too now, but uh Let's see, what have I not shared with you guys yet? I don't know. That's what really? I think is, I don't know. Well, guess I mean, what? I, just, I talk you... so much. I just sort of don't well, my thoughts a you lot. You do? So in your sleep? Okay, okay. No, not no, not in my sleep. No, I don't talk in my sleep. Okay. So you can't think of anything that you're able to share that we you've never shared before?
musical ear, tell me what was that song? Hello, Miss Musical Ear. Alexis? Alexis, call in Alexis, please. I said I actually don't know, but that is Halloween themed. I like it. Uh, me too. Oh, my gosh. So before you tell us, you guys tell us where the weirdest place that you are, are a unique place that you ever met a friend before, give me something since it is the month of Halloween. And I do know some people don't talk about it, don't celebrate it, or it may be like a a violation. I respect that if it is. But if it's not, if you were a kid and you went Halloweening, tell us about <laughs> tell us about a Halloween experience. I'm afraid to start with Kay, but I am because you know I'm not scared. So, Kay, you ever been Halloweening? Is it called Halloweening? Halloweening? What is it called? <laughs> Korean? What is it called? Mm-hmm. Halloweening? Trick or treating? Oh, trick or treating. Trick or treating. Yeah, that's what it's called. All right, talk to us, Kay. Um, as a kid, I wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween. My my family was super religious. They believed that Halloween was of the devil. Um, so I used to get sent to these, um, what are they called? They were like pilgrim fests or pilgrim parties. And everybody would dress up as pilgrims in, like, hoops and bonnets and whatnot. And so apple dumping and stuff like that. So I really didn't get to experience trick-or-treating until after I had my my own kids. And I took them, but it was more like a rebellious, like, ha-ha, I can do this now. I'm grown, I can do it now. Yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't really do it because you can't really go trick-or-treating when you're an adult unless you have kids. So that's why I took my kids. So you never experienced going Halloweening, trick or treating as a kid. Nope. So when you first took your children, um, even though you are a big kid and you wasn't supposed to be getting candy, did you kind of get anything from it or no? Yeah, I ate their candy. <laughs> I didn't know I had to get my taxes, so I took them, I drove, you know, I walked in the cold, so, you know, you got to get to do the pants. Oh, you you earned it. You earned that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing it. How about you, Lissa? I can't really say, you know, like a weird, strange place because I haven't really necessarily looked for friends. So the friends that I've had, you know, I met them, you know, through school. I haven't had friends since, so <laughs> I can't. Say. Okay, but tell me about Halloween. Halloween. Halloween story. Give me that one first. What about a Halloween story? Trick-or-treating. Have you ever been? Tell us about a trick-or-treat story. Um, well, yeah. I would say I really don't do it now, but... um. The last time I really enjoyed it is when I had my kids. And, like, we do it like a family thing. Like, we all load up in the back of a truck. And my mom has five kids. So all of the grandkids, they get in the truck and we go. And the neighborhoods we stay in, um, they have this, <laughs> they have these fancy, you know, decorations. And we were 
going up one day and I swear I thought this thing was just like a rocking chair. Because, you know, like if you've ever been to Spirit Halloween, they have these things that look like actual people, but, you know, they're just rocking chairs. And this pumpkin got up and chased us in. I kid you not, I think we all ran of our kids that year. And that was just like, after that, we, we slowed down on it because it it was a thing for us and not the kids, and we enjoyed it more than them. So, yeah, that was about three years ago. We haven't done it since. We've had that candy okay. now. Okay, okay. I wonder what's going to be, what's Halloween 2020 going to be like? That's going to be interesting. How about you, Corinne? I've never been to treating um, just because where I grew up, it was a, a bad neighborhood, and um, they were, like, uh, basically putting drugs in the um, basket, so children were ODing off what? of acid. Yeah, mm. I didn't grow up in the best of neighborhoods. Um, and by the time I, well, we still got, you know, to dress up for school, so we would still get Halloween costumes from mom. You know, make sure that we didn't miss out. So they would buy us candy. We had little, um, you know, Halloween baskets full of candy. So we didn't miss out in terms of that. And we had Halloween costumes for school. And by the time I moved to a better uh, neighborhood, I was 16. So I was, at that time, like 16, you're basically going door to door begging for candy. So I've never been um, trick or treating. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, hell, who has been trick or treating? All right, um, Kelly. Kelly? Kelly, oh, Kelly, Kelly. Hi, hi. I'm here. <laughs> hi, Kelly. You've been trick-or-treating? Uh, yes, as an adult, I've been trick-or-treating. As a youngster, I went trick-or-treating. And um, let's see, when I was old enough to go trick-or-treating on my own, we were about, hmm, I'd say, 12, 10, 10 to 12. And then we had this neighbor that decided not to give candy that year <laughs> and open her door. So we put soap on her door. We rode up and down with soap on her door. And then the following year, she did not want to give candy again. So we egged her house. <laughs> So that's actually something I've never told anybody. And then here recently, about maybe four years ago, I went trick-or-treating, and I made up a costume called the Cross-Eyed Cinderella. (laughs) So I went as an adult trick-or-treating with children and my neighbor, and... um, I got candy, and of course I ate the candy, and I had a lot of fun. That's good. Okay, oh, sounds yeah. good. How about you? How about you, Alexis? I did go trick or treating as a child, but I'm gonna tell you guys kind of like a scary story. Not too scary, but it was not funny then. It's amusing now. We use, my mother used to take me, my little sister, and her friend's children trick-or-treating. For whatever reason, that year it was just me and my sister, and there was this house that the man inside likes to play pranks, like wear a mask and whatnot. 
So this is the year it was just me and my sister. We went up to the house all by ourselves. And the guy inside decided to think it would be funny to scare the crap out of my little sister because she was nearer to the door. And he grabbed her by her arm and tried to yank her, and my sister screamed. So one-handed, I'm holding on to my sister's other arm. The other hand, I'm trying to beat the crap out of this guy with my candy bag screaming at the top of the lungs, at the lungs for my mother, right? And my sister's screaming at me, don't let go. I'm like, you don't let go. I don't let go. You don't let go. So we were playing tug of war with my sister. So the guy meant it as a prank to be like, ha ha, it's Halloween. I'm going to scare you to me. That was not very funny because I was trying to hold on to my sister with one hand. The other hand, I was trying to use my candy bag to beat him against the head so he would let go of my sister. So finally he let go of my sister. The both of us fell backwards. My mother and other parents came running, and someone called the cops. So, yes, the police showed up, and the gentleman explained himself. And the cops like, that's not funny. That actually can get you arrested. Like, please don't put your hands on somebody else's child. My mother was steaming mad. And ever since that Halloween, me and my sister don't go trick-or-treating. <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow. Right, all right. You know, that definitely was an interesting story. And now, as before we get started with our main show tonight, we got to find out the weirdest or unique place that you have met a friend. All right. We're going to start with Alyssa. I know you were getting ready to answer that earlier, but in life, like even if, even if it was when you were five, the weirdest or most unique place you've ever met a friend. Lisa, Lisa. Um, I would have to, I guess, Denver. <laughs> I mean, that's the only place. Like, that's an alternative school for when you like when you get in trouble. But okay, again, nobody never really wanted to be my friend, so making friends wasn't really my thing because I don't do really. Now, why people. is that? <laughs> because I'm a bullshit person. <laughs> Even when you were a kid? Yeah, I I, like, I like nobody wanted to play with me then because I was weird. I was always the weird black girl because I always wanted to read. I always wanted to know about witches. I would, you know, be in church telling people, like, you are a demon. So nobody really wanted to mess with me. And are you mad about that? No, 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 not at all. Like, because now those same people that labeled me the weird black girl, like, oh, I want to study with you one day. Um, you know, I want to go where you are spiritually, and I'm just like, Mm-mm, I'm weird. Remember? So, no. I but don't you don't know. think that might have been a little different talking about the devil and witches? You don't think people be scared of that? No, no? because I see. <laughs> no, I see people let their kids wear Michael Myers masks all to the restaurants with fake knives. So please, conversation oh. is like that. If anything, that should, you know, alert you and, you know, bring some acknowledgement to your kid. But, you know, those same people let their kids go dressed up in tennis shoes and Spider-Man costumes, like, y'all calling me weird? Like, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That I definitely can see that. All right, so in Denver, all right, so 
And did you have a BFF then? And is that person still like your BFF today? Um, no, my BFF I met in high school, and unfortunately, um, he committed suicide. And then my other best friend, she's in prison. Um, she got 12 years in prison. So I'm a loner out here. I have no friends. <laughs> well, sometimes being alone, being a loner is good. I like being a loner. Because sometimes that's when you're at your strongest. Because um, you know oh, yeah. who you can depend on. Absolutely. Kelly, Kellahar. Do you prefer to be called mm-hmm. Kellahar or Kelly? Well, I kind of like the ring to Kelly. But um, Kelahar is it's my last name, so yeah. Okay. Okay. So but tell I us like about Kelly. Kelly sounds place. friendly. <laughs> okay, and you're what definitely are you friendly. So. Call, are you comfortable calling me Kelly or Kelahar? I want whatever you're comfortable. With. I'm comfortable calling you either one. Some people probably okay. can't pronounce your name, but I love your name. So whatever is pleasing to you, I want to do. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see, a place where I met, a a strange place where I met a skull back to when I used to frequent uh, nightclubs, dance, like disco clubs, Mm -hmm. and that's where I met a lot of friends that became best friends, but they were part of, like, Barbizon and you know, they were actors and um, into bands. So I would say the bathrooms, the girls' bathroom. Uh, but other than that, most of my assignments called for school or work. So they were not. it's not really strange places. The strangest places would have been the club. Um, okay. I love music. I love to dance. And um, I met a lot of people. In the bathrooms, <laughs> in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> I got on me in in the ladies' but... room. <laughs> yep, ah. that's where we actually met. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what I got. I, I, since you said that, and this is no disrespect to guys or anything like that, but um, there's a there's a there's a book that I read about ten years ago by J. L. King. <laughs> And he talked about men on the down low, and he said that is one of the places where most of the men on the down low meet in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, really? Hey, what's up? Oh, wow. Hey, what's up with you? You want to get together? <laughs> it ain't even no talking, though. So it's so funny when we 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 go in the bathroom, right? I'm not saying men can't talk in the bathroom. We're like, hey, you got some lipstick? Oh, is my lipstick messed up? How about my hair? You think I switched more tissue in my bra? <laughs> mm-hmm, but you got some men mm-hmm, like, that's hey, what's up? Okay, okay. All right, I'm I'm going to gong myself on that one. All right, how about you, Alexis? The weirdest place I ever made a friend was in lab class because um, we were in the middle of basically carving out a pig to learn anatomy for our nursing corps class, and we had a new student come in, and let's just say she wasn't exactly careful with what she was doing, so she kind of sliced her hand, and she was in the back, and she starts screaming, and everybody else is just staring, so I was the only one that grabbed the gauze and the alcohol and the pair of gloves to help her out, so yes, that was the worst place I've ever made a friend. 
All right, Corinne. I'm not, I guess, that uh, uh, as adventurous as everyone else. The, I guess, weirdest place is here on the Internet. (laughs) Okay. Be be specific, please. What site? I mean. I know you don't mean Facebook. No, I mean, mean, you you guys on the the Internet. (laughs) Are you serious? This is the weirdest place you met. Okay, do tell. Well, I met you on Craigslist, so. I know. How amazing is that? Yeah, but other than that, I don't, well, I don't maybe, have any Well, maybe not. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Damn. I can't wait to hang out with you guys. Me and Alyssa will give you all a weekend to remember. All right. Um, Kay. I'm scared to ask you, Kay, but I'm going to. Um, I would say that the weirdest place I ever made friends was um, gaming, during gaming. Oh, do tell. Um, I used to be like a hardcore gamer. Well, not as hardcore as some people because I don't have the rage issues, but um, I used to game a lot. I had my own guilds. Um, I used to play World of Warcraft, Rift, some other games that don't exist anymore. And, uh, yeah, I made some some friends. I st- we're still friends to this day. Like not like close friends, but like you know, internet chat buddy type things. So that's uh, probably Kay, the worst place I ever to, made friends. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you just say the rage issue? Yeah, you know, cause you know that I don't know if you know the stereotype that hardcore gamers have raging issues. Uh, I maybe don't not. Know okay, maybe I don't not. Know Okay. Well, (laughs) typically speaking, hardcore, serious, like, don't sleep, don't eat gamers have rage issues. And they're super hateful, super caustic, super rude. But I'm not like that. Wow. That's really interesting. I mean, if you're not eating any sleep or food while you're gaming, I guess you'd be kind of cranky. Well, I guess I may be. Okay, so that that's kind of like an addiction, kind of sort of, right? Yeah, I had to quit. I I was, you know, I was. I mean, it's almost if you're if you're a guild leader, which I was, like it's almost a full time job. Like you have to set up events, you have to take your your really? guild on on team or or team set up teams to go and you know basically beat dungeons. And people get upset if you don't beat them on one run. And there are always these new players that you have to train and you have to get. It's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, sounds like, damn, guild leader, and this pays Mm -hmm. well? No, it pays not at all, which is why I had to quit. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Are you I remember there was this one year, this was like years ago when my oldest was like two or three, and I took my guild on, and we basically went to enemy territory, to to the biggest city in enemy territory, dumped all of our armor and clothing, turned ourselves into bunny, and then charged at the city, and we all died, but it was hilarious. Wow, that really is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I have met people 
I mean, I've met so many people in life. Like, I met a ton of people from Craigslist. Like, back in the day, Craigslist used to have this thing called personals where you can post, where you can meet platonic friends, men or women. You can have rendezvous. You can have, like, one-night stands. I mean, they had a, it, was a, it was a really big deal. Um, and then they got rid of it, I guess, like, five or six years ago due to um, sex trafficking and stuff like that. Um, I met a young lady through there, so I guess it's been over a decade ago, and we're still pretty cool right now. And it was so funny because um, I was trying to pull pull it up in my email just now. When she sent me an email, I said, I think I live in North Carolina, and I was on there looking to meet friends, blah, blah, blah. And she sent me a long, like, dissertation about, you know, who she was. She said, hey, this is blah, 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 and I'm like an executive property, regional property manager over, you know, like all these different places and, and stuff like that. And um, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a famous girl. Like, man, you're Craigslist? Like, oh, this is a dynamic profile. <laughs> and we're still cool, but it was so funny because sometimes, you know, people put the best on the outside. And she was working in property management, you know, at a company. But the way she taught us, she was a regional over like 10, 15 different properties. <laughs> And she was like the assistant at one, and I, but anyway, after we had known each other like two years, I had stumbled, I had stumbled back across her ad, and I said, "Hey, this is not true. This is not true." And I was like plucking through the things that wasn't true, and I had I had sent it to her on email. We back and forth, and she just laughed like, "Oh my gosh, girl, you know I had to see you impressive." But that was one way that um that I met a person. I've been to different events, of course, like a church, concerts, bathrooms. I think, like, women, we just start talking to each other. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you guys just start talking. And, you know, sometimes you just pick up people from all types of places. I've been in clubs, um, sitting down, end up talking to somebody, talking their, their head off and so on and so forth. Um, so do you guys think that women meet and build friendships like more are easier than men. Anybody? Um, this is Kay. I actually think that men build friendships easier and faster than women. And the reason why I say really? that is okay. Yeah, and the reason why I used to have like many, many like just platonic friendships with with guys when I was in college, and I would get so much insight from them. They would give me so much advice. And I learned some things about men through, you know, my platonic friendships with them that I never would have known if I had just, you know, stuck to having a whole bunch of female friends. And one thing I learned is that, like, the crap that we get mad at each other about, they don't get mad at, at you know, them. They don't get mad at each other about. Like, if I have a friend and she knows I like a guy and she dates him, we're going to be enemies for the rest of our lives, Right. Guys don't do that. <laughs> like, right. if they date the same girl, they stay friends, and then they talk shit about that girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's like, true. Like, they don't have the that's same hang that we have. That, that's true. I guess I disagree with you. But, you know, I, I think we as women make we make friends faster. We just may don't say – we don't maybe say friends faster. Because I think guys don't really define, like, hey, man, what's up? I mean, I, I'm just – you know, I, that, that's really interesting to really think about it and delve through it because, um, yeah, I don't think guys have some of the same, um, nearly the same issues that women have. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, um, how you said that, Kay. 
really, really, really interesting. But, yeah, I've definitely met a lot of people at a lot of different places because I don't meet strangers. I just start talking to people. So, um, but but I'm so glad that you guys came out. I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. I agree with you both, but I um, have to disagree because I feel like men, they do have those problems. They just don't talk about them. They're not catty like women because that's why I feel like I don't get along with a lot of females because, I just don't, we don't mix. Like, I'm more of a male, you know. Like, I'm not going to be tripping on no stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm just weird. So I agree and disagree. And like I said, I feel like they do have those problems. They just don't talk about it. You know how everybody wants to be, oh, I'm so hard. I have no emotions. So mm-hmm. that's why we don't, I mean, they they just don't talk about them. Now let me ask you this, Lisa, and I know we gotta definitely get to our main topic tonight, but you, you mentioned something real significant and you know, with a lot of conversations that we're all different. Everybody's different, right? Literally. And some mm-hmm. people you they just oh hey So mm-hmm. t- tell us a little bit about you. Like you said, you know, you haven't had a lot of friends, like you don't deal with a lot of people. So I got three questions for you. And this is I I promise you I'm not really I'm not really throwing you in the bus. I mean, kind of, sort of, but not really. But anyway, so my bit. first question is, <laughs> if someone wanted to be your friend, like seriously, like if, we, if we're on here now and we say, hey, we like you, we really would like to develop a friendship with you, what are some characteristics that you look for in a person that you allow to be your friend? That's the first thing that the world wants to know right now. Um, this, I, I'm not really looking for anything because um, I feel like, Looking for a certain type of friend is kind of being kind of judgmental. I never um, look for a person like that. I realize, like, um, most of my friends are, you know, damaged people, emo people, like somebody that is totally opposite from me. So um, I'm welcome of all types of people when it comes to being friends. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and do you feel that you are friendly? No. And well, and let me. No, do you feel like do you feel like you're friendly? And do you know how to be a friend? Yes, I know how to be a friend. Um, that's actually what I'm writing about now. That's funny. I know how to be a friend, but um, I learned like people don't know how to be a friend, and I okay. wasted okay. a lot of energy thinking I knew who my friends were. Exactly. And my last question was: You said people don't know how to be a friend. Why do you think that is? Why don't people, because we're all on the phone now, and you ladies, you guys know if you are a good friend and if you have good friends, right? So, Alyssa, why do you say that? Why do you say you think people don't know how to be a friend? Because um, they're jealous. They are, you know, you know, they're in competition, basically, and that's why a lot of friendships don't last because they see their friend as competition instead of, you know, a mentor, a true friend, a sister, you know, somebody to grow with. They're constantly, like, tit for chatting or, you know, going behind the other's back. A lot of them just don't know how to be real, and, like, to me, that means more than anything, realness and loyalty. Well, I guess those would, would be my characteristics that I look for, but... Like, loyalty okay. and realness takes you a long way. Mm, respect, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Like, you, you, 
you know what 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 real girlfriends across America is about, and what our what our beliefs mm-hmm. and foundation is. So my question is like, when we have like a conference or an event, and you're speaking at this event, talking about women and friendships and encouraging people to build friendships, what will you tell us? Like, if you're speaking at this event and you know in our heart we want friendships, we believe in friendships amongst women, and we want to develop it. This this is why we're here. What would you tell us? Oh, there's a whole lot to say, but I would first you need to look at yourself and see if you are a real friend before you, you know, pick at your other people. And then it friendships there to me they're in like relationships. It comes with a lot of, you know, respect. I feel like you need to pray for one another. I feel like don't try to step on the other one's neck because, like you said, like we are we're trying to develop something so be open-minded you know because friends are a blessing because people don't realize that like good friends are hard to come by and especially in these days so if you have that um it's just something you need to cherish and don't take advantage of have i wish i had a true friend but i know that you know how people are okay well, you know, that that's really so significant, and I think we're definitely on to something. So I want to see how you ladies are feeling, and uh, we're definitely going to get to our um, main topic of discussion tonight, <laughs> which is not as chipperish, um, kind of sort of it is. But I, I, I agree with you. A lot of time, people, I, I've talked to a lot of people that say that they don't really have friends. I think that we use that word too freely sometimes because we care about and we love so many people, and as soon as we meet them, we say, this is our friend. You know, so, ladies, how are you feeling about friendships? What could you do to be a better friend? Do you feel like you have some some real friends? Like, what is friendship to you? Is, does it even freaking matter? Um, Alexis, give us some feedback. Um, do you feel like you know how to be a good friend, a good friend now, seriously? And do you feel like you have any any real friends? Um, to be 100% honest, friendship takes work, and it takes a lot of work. And I'm the kind of friend that if I'm going to call you a friend, I'm going to be invested in that friendship. I'm the kind of friend that's ride or die, and I'm extremely loyal to my friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. Like, I know a lot of people. Does not mean we are friends. Does not mean I know their secrets. Does not mean that I tell them mine. In all honesty, I only have two friends in this world, my sister and my best friend in California. Other than that, everybody are acquaintances. We're building on possibly something more. But it's either you get along or you don't. And women sometimes, let's just be honest, we're a little catty, right? We're very judgmental. We don't like it if we feel like a new female is on our territory, So we are judgmental creatures. Let's just 100% be honest. I am one of those. So I would like to say that I can work on my being more friendly skills because let's just be honest, I'm a real bee sometimes. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be 100% honest. My sister tells me all the time I could be a real bee when I want to be. Wow. Alexis, mm-hmm. okay. Thank you for sharing that. Kelahar. Hi. Um, 
I believe that I am a good friend. I am a real friend. And in order for me to judge that I am a real friend, obviously I have good friends. And it's a personality or a common denominator that I have attached to. And even if we are not as close as we used to be or as friendly, uh, that foundation was established and it still exists. And at some point we'll be able to have an opportunity to uh, be active in it again. But I am a good friend and I do have good friends. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Thank you. Um, so is the question, do I have good friends and I know how to be one? Is that the question? Yes. Um, I have good friends and I know how to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Corinne? Yeah, I, I have um, friends that I have since I was like in elementary school. Um, and to be a, a good friend, I think that... Um, I look for people who are honest, who are trust, trustworthy, um, just, just going to be as loyal to me as I am to them. And I, I know that I'm a good friend. Okay. Yeah, I think that, um, and that's a that's a conversation we can keep talking about for, for a very, very long time. And I know I've told this story before, like, when I lived in Atlanta and I was in a girlfriend's group and we were talking about friendships and building and that friendships go through things and situations. You have to communicate and blah, 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 because I'm an advocate when it comes to women and friendships. I know that we are stronger together, and I also know of so many situations to where um, people have went through things and they felt like they didn't have anyone, and I, I truly just don't want people to feel like they don't have anybody. At least have that one person that you can trust, that you can depend on, you can confide in, even if you don't tell them anything, somebody you know, hey, they got my back for real, for real. And um, and in this group, it was like over well over 100 of us, and we would have events weekly. There was no COVID going on. And um, me and somebody in the group had a falling out. And I said, I don't want to talk to you no more. And she said, oh, no. And she said, friendships are about building and communication. If you're mad, we got to talk about it and blah, blah, blah. All that stuff I said, she threw it right in my face and I was like damn that is exactly what I said but um I just think there's layers to it I, I used to be a person that said that my best friend was a guy because you know I didn't like women and women was messy and women was catty and blah 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 but I actually love having good friends I love talking to good friends I like getting to know people and I like being able to process through the rough patches because I believe that we are stronger together. And not only this month are we talking about facing fears, we're going to be building on living an amazing life because we're not going to be here forever. And uh, with that being said, I just hope that we can find ways to work together, to be good to each other, and to see, like you said, Alyssa, hey, people said this about me, that about me. How can we break those barriers? How can we find those people that we do connect with? Because we also don't connect with anyone. We don't connect with everyone. I'm sorry. So I'm definitely looking forward to building on that so we can have a great month, a great life. There's been so much happening in 2020, so much uncertainty. I'm pretty sure everybody is ready for some sunshine. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our main topic tonight, which is (laughs) 
Epitaph, Before You Die. This month we're talking about facing fear. So this is going to be something new, something different. But guess what? Hold on tight because it's going to be a place that you've never been before. This is Tawanda with Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America. And we'll be back. Go get you something to drink and don't go too far. Real Girlfriends Across America is on Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do. was clutched by RGAA Media. Tune in to our show today as we talk about your epitaph. What will yours say when you are no longer here? Clutch in with us and tune in.
Epitaph Before You Die. This month on Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America, our theme is Facing Fears. I chose this topic tonight because I remember I used to always talk to my dad about, hey, dad, I think we should get a will done for you. I think we should do that. We should talk about this insurance policy. And he would say, why? You trying to kill me? I'm not planning on going anywhere. And um, a lot of times in life, people just don't want to plan um, for the future, for the unexpected. And then sometimes it's just too late. And, of course, I know you guys see, and with 2020, with so much that's happened this year, there's been so much uncertainty that we've been forced to deal with a lot of stuff, deal with the aftermath. So tonight, we're going to talk about epitaphs before you die. How many of you have never heard of epitaph before? Is there anyone who's never heard of epitaph? Me, I never heard Okay. All right. The funny thing is when I was in probably um, seventh or eighth grade, we had a bear book. Um, you know how the little books where you put like your journal in or whatever it is. It's just like, um, I think it was an eight by 10 bear book. And um, we were asked to write our epitaph. And I thought the teacher was crazy. And what the epitaph, what, what she explained the epitaph was like, what would you want like before you die, like if you wrote something on your tombstone, like what would it actually be? What would your thoughts be about that? And um, I thought it was kind of crazy. I thought it was kind of scary. But if anyone gets to, to write their life, you know, if you're, you're not going to be here. <laughs> so just imagine having the chance and the opportunity to write what's going to be on your tombstone, to write, you know, that eulogy for yourself. So those are some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight because, we shouldn't be afraid to leave here because guess what? We are one day. And um, when you do leave here, what is that going to be like? You know, so we'll talk about the end and how the end actually looks for you. And in order to get to the end, we go to the beginning. So my first thing I want to ask you ladies tonight, well, first of all, I know we just finished talking about a couple of different things, Halloween, friendships, et cetera, et cetera. And hopefully during the break, you had a chance to go get you something to drink, regardless of what you're sipping on. Um, so as I get started, first I want to go out and say thank you for investing time into joining the special show, and I want to ask, what is one thing that you want to do and or accomplish in the month of October, and what is one thing you want to do in or accomplish in the last quarter of 2020? Two questions. Of course, your name. <laughs> uh, one thing you want to accomplish in the month of October and one thing you want to accomplish in the last quarter, business or personal, it does not matter. All right, talk to us, Alexis. Um, the one thing that I want to accomplish by the end of this month is to turn my financial situation around. And the one thing that I want to accomplish by the end of this year is to turn the rest of my life around the way that I saw it a while ago. Love it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Lissa? Um, One thing I want to accomplish in the month of October is um, writing everything I said I would write, getting it all out, Um, what I want to accomplish before the end of the year. 
I want to get my money right. Okay. Sounds good. Kareen. Are you calling me or are you calling Corinne? Corinne. Okay, I'm going to assume that you're calling me. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What's your name? Lissarine Corinne. Yes. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes, you. <laughs> is it, is it, it's not Corinne? Um, it's Corinne. It's not Corinne. I'm, I'm, I'm just done with I'm done with that. I'm doing with trying to get, okay, I'm talking to K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. Okay. <laughs> um so so you're asking what I want to do with this year? I'm a little confused, sorry. One thing that you want to do or accomplish this month and one thing you want to do or accomplish before the year ends. Oh, well, um, I got to get that book edited and published this month um, that I'm working on, Self-Starters. And one thing that I want to do before the end of the year is I would like to make a minimum of $10,000 or receive into my bank account a minimum of $10,000 in cash. That'd be nice. Okay, freaking right. All right, Kelly, Kelahar. Well, what do I want to accomplish? (laughs) Everything that I have plans for, my goals are realistic. They can be reached. And I am not a person that is uh, delusional. Is it, would that be the term that applies where you wish and want things that are just not realistic? Yeah, absolutely. Everything that I desire is real. And I believe and feel that it is a part of me and that it is my birthright to do everything possible to reach those goals um, to full volition. What would I like to complete? Was that the last part of the question is what should I complete? Yeah, like one thing you want to do this month and one thing you want to get done before the year ends. Before the year ends. Uh, To be blessed with the strength and the endurance to continue to march forth with where I am and continue to reach my height. Because sometimes you achieve one goal and then as you start the next goal, the goal that you already believed you accomplished, begins to fall behind, I do not want that. (laughs) I want the goals that I have successfully achieved to continue to be marching forward so that I can climb up the ladder and start the next goal. So I want them to be ongoing. Okay, respect. All right, how about you, Corinne? Um, For this month, I just want to get organized. And for the year, I just want to be settled and move into a new space. Okay, sounds good. This month, I'm definitely on completing three books lagging on. I want to make sure I get that done. And before the year ends, 
I'm looking to get about five, six different states, depending on um, corona. Definitely want to accomplish that. I'm ready to make up for the time that's been lost with um, COVID, but I definitely want to have a little bit of fun um, attempting to do that. So I'm definitely excited and looking forward to it. Um, when you guys think about 2020, you know, we're going to be working on a vision um, session um, next month. When you think about 2020, when it was getting ready to come in and now that we're in the last quarter of the year, we're talking about tonight epitaph before you die. And before we talk about before you die, let's just talk about getting our house in order. Some things that we need to make sure that is done. You know, not just because somebody you may be a parent, just being responsible. You know, let's let's compile a list of different things. As we are all adults, as we over eighteen and over twenty one, and you look at the world coming in, twenty twenty and the pandemic hits. The grocery stores are packed, all the stores, there's no Lysol, there's no hand sanitizer. Alexis did a call a few weeks ago talking about being prepared and getting things in moderation so we don't have to wait until the last minute. And that's about being responsible. That's about being a thinker to do it in advance. So what is one thing, like when you look back on maybe your life or someone else's life this year, that, hey, I wouldn't prepare for this, so what can we do to be prepared? Like if this ever happens again, and we're still dealing with it though, um, what can you think of would be something we can do or a tip you can share that we can be responsible? And one thing that I will continue to share um, that I'll start saying with, hey, have, get your will done. Um, I've been an advocate of encouraging people to have a will for almost two decades now. A will is your love letter to your family. A lot of people have said, hey, but I don't really have anything. Well, how long do you plan on not having anything? Because life is about progress. So it's not really about having anything. 70% of Americans do not have a current up-to-date will for the state they live in. However, in most minority areas, it's nine, nine out of ten people who don't have it. And there's so many things that a will is comprised of, and also a health care directive is one of those things. Like what if something happens? You want to be on life support? Do you not? You know, especially if you have children, for example, and you have something, you know, who do you want to leave it to? I've had people say, hey, I'm going to just let people fight over it. And and they really don't mean it like that, but they have no – But they, like, I, I'm not going to say they have no idea because we all know people fight over a toothbrush. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really about being responsible. And if you can't really afford to pay an attorney to get a will done or get a service that can get it done for you, there's a lot of different ways to convey you know, what it is that a person wants because it's just about being responsible because there are situations of families that did not have wills done and something happens to maybe both parents and kids become a ward of the state if there's not a safe, legit family member to be able to take care of them. So as I compile that list of things to do to be prepared in case something happens, I would say, hey, get your will done. All right, so I want to go out to UK, and what is one thing you would share with the world that they would need to do to be prepared in case a disaster or something happens? Um, that's a good question because a lot of people, um, many people, especially in these, this day and age and in the times that we're in, may not have the finances or the ability to um, to have, you know, like even a basic life insurance policy may not be something that people have the ability to have. But um I mean, if you even just 
you know, like Tawanda said, have something that says, okay, you, you know, I don't need anything big for my funeral, just cremate me. I mean, even that's helpful because people, it happened to me like when my husband um, passed away, there was, there was, there was some infighting about how he should be buried, how the funeral should go. And I had last, I had the first say because I was his wife, but everybody had an opinion, you know, and, and, and that's what happens. Like when people pass away, people feel like they, you know, know best as to how the person who passed away would want things to go. So the the easiest way to sort of, you know, put all those fights to rest is to say ahead of time what you want it to be. And if you do have the financial ability to have a life insurance policy in place, it's 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 really a good idea to get one because there were so many things that I could not have done that, you know, I would be in a completely different place right now if my husband had not had, had taken care of that for us. Like he had the vision and the insight to know that if anything happened to him, um, we would need to be taken care of and, you know, Unfortunately, you know, something did happen, but he made sure that we were taken care of. So if you have that ability, make sure that you take care of your loved ones. So, yeah. Well, definitely. Um, He was thinking about something happened that you guys would be great, and he did that. So, you know, we don't plan to die all the time. You know, I don't think we plan to die any time unless you're you're ending your life. So you have to definitely be proactive. So um, thank you for that, Kay. And like she mentioned, insurance. And, yeah, insurance is definitely not um, not cheap, especially if you're not getting it from your job, that it comes out your check. Um, but it's about networking and finding resources to find something that is affordable. And, um, you know, we just have to do what the best we can with what we have. But don't, if you don't have it, if you're not being proactive to find someone that can help you, then you're not doing everything you can. Because there are a lot of resources and people you can say, hey, I don't know. And Google.com and YouTube has a little bit of everything. All right, talk to us, Alexis. What's one thing you can think of to be proactive that you would want to tell everyone um, to make sure we're not down bad, we're not caught with our pants down, so to speak? Okay. Um, coming from a healthcare perspective, and this actually happens in my own family, you need a living will. And by a living will, it includes your decisions. If you are ever in the position where you cannot make sound decisions yourself or any medical decisions for yourself, you need to appoint somebody who is going to be responsible for that. Because when my aunt was in that situation, she did not appoint anybody. So basically what happens is if you're married, it's your spouse. And if you don't have a spouse and you have children, it goes to your children. If you have parents, it goes to your parents. And if you don't have parents, it goes to siblings in order. And my aunt did not have a power of attorney, nor did she have a living will. She wanted me to have the power, but because she did not sign a legal document, it went to her brother, and there was a lot of fighting over that. So in my situation, I am not married, so I the person that will be making the decisions is my sister. I already expressed my wishes to my sister. And I literally told her if I were ever in a situation where I can be saved and be able to function the way I did before, bring me back. If not, if I'm going to be in, in 
incapacitated and or a vegetable and or worse off, let me die. And what am I going to leave to my family? My sister's going to inherit everything and nobody else in my family is getting a dime from me. Because I expect the person to raise me would have passed. But in the weirdest way, if I do happen to pass before her, yes, she will get something. But everybody else in my family is not getting a dime from me. I'm sorry. Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. Thank you for definitely sharing that story. And um, how about you, um, Lissa? Um, I would have to say... Put um, together, the, you know, a debt list. Don't leave your family in debt. Because um, that's a big thing people don't realize. Like, people die and then they leave. It's not – I mean, yes, it's great to have a will, but it's it's also great not to leave, you know, your family paying your bills when you're dead. Okay. Absolutely, because the dead pay bills. All right. Um, <laughs> Kelly, Kellahar. Okay, well, I'm going to share a secret with you ladies. I have already told my family that the ones that I am in contact with, including my son, um, that if something was to happen where I just die, um, just drop me off in front of a church so that I will be buried. Um, As far as carrying life insurance, many of my acquaintance and friends and even some family members that signed up for life insurance, then something really happens to them a lot sooner than I believe it was necessary. So I do not believe in life insurance. I am married, and um, my husband, when we were uh, very tight and best friends, I have already disclosed to him how and what it is that I would like to be buried with or um, things like a Bible. I, I, I disclosed the secrets with him, and he knows them. And um, I also have mentioned it to the oldest son, our first, the oldest son. Um, I want family unity. and. Every day I go forward into my eternal life because I believe that life is forever and that there will be interruptions. And then, and then I'm sorry, we recycle and it starts all over again. And so what I'm looking for is family unity. Um, I want our family to have more friendship and love and caring and understanding and to be able to communicate and respect the differences without enforcing one idea upon the other individual. I have attempted to begin to implement my thought or what my wants are on simple material attainments or growth. Um, not only with family, but also with friends. And um, I feel that that's, what I, that's where I'm at and that's how I believe it needs to be. Uh, we've invested enough in the churches. It will not cost them a big deal to bury me in the ground. 
Thank you for sharing that. How about you, um, you. Corinne? What tip would you leave um, for um, anyone to be prepared? Um, I, I agree with the, the tips that other ladies um, said. Also, I know when I was younger, um, the one thing which I was really young, and I don't even know why I needed to know that information, but I remember my dad telling me, you know, if anything happened that, you know, he wanted to be cremated and the house was paid for and a bunch of other stuff. So I think just making sure that when you do go, that your your um, family isn't going to be displaced. Um, so making sure that your house is covered for um, if you're in a situation where you do own a house or at least have enough savings that they do have um, some sort of cushion. Absolutely. That's definitely extremely, extremely important because, hey, things will happen. Life happens, just life events. This is Tawanda tonight on Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America. We're talking about epitaphs before you die, making sure that you are prepared. We're going to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the graveyard and why you do not want to make the graveyard the richest place in the world. We'll be right back. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Today is Friday, October 2nd, 2020, and here is your trending news story. President of the United States, Donald Trump, announced Friday that he and his wife have both tested positive for the coronavirus, an extraordinary development coming months into a global pandemic and in a final stretch of his re-election. The diagnosed amount of the most serious known health threat to the sitting American president in decades. At 74 years old and obese, Trump falls into the highest category risk for serious complications from the disease, which has killed more than 200,000 Americans and more than 1 million people worldwide. I also want to add that since the coronavirus has been around, which has been over nine months, over 34 million people have been affected by the coronavirus. And there has been over 1 million deaths worldwide and over 25 million that have recovered. This is Tawanda with Clutch by RGAA Media, and this is your trending news story for today. Disney has just announced a huge number of layoffs. 28,000 people will lose their jobs, many from its theme park with Disney World in Florida running at a limited capacity and Disneyland in California still closed. Disney employs about 100,000 workers at its U.S. theme parks. The company says two-thirds of those who will be laid off are part-time employees. The head of Disney's theme park unit said in a statement that uncertainty over the pandemic's duration has made cuts unavoidable, while also blaming California's unwillingness to lift strict restrictions that would allow Disneyland to reopen. Now, back to you. Thank you so much, and just want to send good vibes out to our President of the United States and First Lady. Um, coronavirus is real, and we definitely have to make sure that we do what we can to protect ourselves. And if you're sick or have a temperature, do what you can to quarantine. And now, 
as we get back to our show tonight, talking about epitaph before you die. I probably shared this one time before that I was at a convention in Vegas over a decade ago, and one of my success mentors <laughs> sent me a note, and she said, do not let make the graveyard richer. And I said, the graveyard? Honey, I don't want nothing to do with the graveyard, so I don't know what you're talking about. And what she explained to me is that many people die and pass away, and they have so many dreams and so many goals, so many things they want to do in life, and they never do it, and it dies with them. Well, I don't know how many times you had a moment that chills went through your body, but that was definitely a moment for me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel you. Life is about living. And I know we've all heard the saying before, some people are living and some people are existing. And we've probably all been through both of those stages in life as well. However, when you have accountability, when you have friends, when you have people who are around you who care, who can push and encourage you, why not strive to be the best? Why not strive to achieve your dreams and goals? Why not let someone hold you accountable to push you and to encourage you so that you can strive to be the best, the best, not just amongst the stars, but the best, the brightest, shining star. So I'll say tonight, as I go back out to you ladies, what is that one thing that you've always dreamed about doing that we may need to give you a little push to make sure that you definitely do it? Because we can't. We cannot continue to make the graveyard richer. You know, I want to definitely think, ask you to think about someone who you love and lost. Think about them for a second. And as you think about that person, your best friend, your mom or your dad, your sister, your brother, your cousin, maybe somebody you didn't even like, but they're no longer here. And think about maybe something that they actually told you that they wanted to do. And think about the thing that they didn't even get a chance to do. The graveyard is the richest place in the world because that's where people's hopes and dreams are. My same success mentor and coach that told me that there was one, she was always sharing her dreams and goals. We had dream boards. There was one thing in particular that she did not do before she died. And she died abruptly. She found out she had cancer went in to have surgery and died like the day before. All happened in less than three months. And, um, and of course, we were devastated. This was about six or seven years ago. And there's one thing that I said, Lord, if I live, I want to do this in remembrance of her because there's one thing I know that it was super passionate about um, with her, and I do see it coming to fruition as 2021 comes in. So I want to go out to you ladies and just, and just ask that one thing, and um, and there's nothing wrong with accountability. I know a lot of people have things that's personal, but one thing about it, when you put it into existence, Alexis, Corinne, Kay, Kelly, um, Melissa, when you when you tell someone and you put it out there, you can't take it back. So think about that for just a second as as I go around to everyone. What is one thing? And it's okay because life is about a struggle. Sometimes people say, hey, I want to do this, but I just really can't. I don't have the money. I don't have the resource. I don't really know how to do it. It's okay because sometimes we have to ask because we have not because we ask not sometimes. And I'm just prepping you up to get you ready. Um, but what is one thing that you would love to do? Maybe you need a little help, a little push, a little encouragement, a little accountability. Or maybe you just want to put it out into existence so we can send good vibes your way so you can be able to do that. 
All right, all right. And I just want to ask who will step up to the plate and go first. I'm not even calling anybody. Who just want to step up and go? And I hope everyone goes. And this is something intimate. This is something that's personal. But choose tonight to not make the graveyard any richer. Put it out there into existence. Who want to step up to the plate first? first? I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, It's Alexis. So the one thing that I want to definitely accomplish by the end of this year is to turn my situation around, like fix the financial situation, fix the school situation, and just fix the life situation. So 2021 will be a brand new year with a fresh start with the people who deserve to be in my life. Now, I have one question for you, Alexis. Will you allow us on this call to send good vibes your way and maybe help you in any way to be able to achieve that? Will you allow us to help you? Of course. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. And you guys, you heard her. Now, you know, I'm going to be on you after the call now. I'm still waiting on the Amazon account so we can get that other stuff going. But um. Uh, and we know she's a procrastinator, so you got to have on some gloves. You might have to punch her a couple of times to get up. But um, you know but she what? just gave us permission. I'm going to have a surprise for you after this call. You're going to regret calling me a procrastinator tonight. Well, guess what? Surprise me, then. Surprise me. All right, Corinne, did you write the note down? She gave us permission. Did you write that down? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, who is going to step up to the bat next? Alexis is at first base. Somebody got to come to the got to come to the home plate and hit, so she can get to the next base. Alexis, you can't move until somebody comes next. All right, come on. This is oh, Kay. This isn't something that uh-huh. I can accomplish before the end of the year, but it's the only thing that I want to accomplish. Like legit, the only thing, and I want to own multiple properties. Like I want that so bad. <laughs> I want to be able to have passive income and be secure financially. So, yep, that's all I want. Okay. So what's one, what's one thing that you have to do to get that into motion? Um, I have to get $20,000 cash. To buy a property? Mm-hmm. Free and clear. Okay. Okay. And, and right now, real estate is a – kind of fluctuating in various areas, so that's definitely something good. And real estate is definitely of interest to me, too. So, all right, we're, we're sending good vibes your way. And are you going to allow us to help push you and encourage you and hold you accountable to be able to do this? Sure. All right. Corinne, you wrote that down? Yes. Okay, who who said okay, it's Alexis, you can go to second base. All right, K's up. Let's get it. And this is C, I'll go. Um, I okay. want to uh, I guess before I leave this world, I want to um just leave a positive impact on the world. I don't know how, but I've always wanted to like leave a, a positive like my name um be known for doing something positive in the world. I just don't know how yet, but that's my goal. Okay. Definitely can relate. Um, that's always been a goal of mine. Um, and definitely want to send good vibes your way and, and also 
just vibe so you can get the clarity on the specifics just to make sure you're in the right lane to be able to actually do that. So let's continue to, to build on that. And I know you're going to write that down, and I'm writing it down too. And we're going to definitely make sure that that happens because and, – and it starts with every day, everyday small steps because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. All right, who – okay, so we got – Alexis, what base are you at now? Yeah, I just went to third base. Okay, third, third base. K's okay. on okay. second. Corinne's at first. Who's coming up? Somebody got to hit a home run. I'm coming in. <laughs> okay. Are you going to bring them all home? Are you going to hit a home run? <laughs> this is, well, um, this is Kalahar. My interest is Project 193. As you know, Tawanza, we spoke about it. I really believe in that project, Project 193. My emotional life to come together, uh, the relationship with our oldest son to be balanced, uh, to be able to have a place. We have a couple of homes, but we need a home where um, we're needing a home here too in Massachusetts, a place that is independent and not a rental. So I really want to, that would, I would like to accomplish for this month. I'd like a an independent home, uh, not a rental, so that he can take advantage and be at peace of mind and also uh, be able to build a better relationship between the two. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, home run. All right, all right, all right. So, Lisa, you coming up. Everybody has been hit, home run. Now you got to get you a home run. So, come on. <laughs> um, to be honest, the only thing I'm really worried about, like, right now is myself. And when I say that, I know that sounds weird, but I realize a lot of my failed accomplishments, well, a lot of my failed missions are because, of me like I was standing in my way and I know like I got to get me out of the way and stop being so fearful of myself and push my work out there like um um I'm one of those people that don't care but then when people they say certain things like you know especially if I thought it like you know if something is too detailed or just anything I I tend to let those little things hold me back And, you know, it just plays over in my head, and I'm learning to push everything negative out because, I mean, i got a story to tell. Absolutely. So, and basically, Lissa's a writer. You're relaunching your website. There's a book that we're going to see sold everywhere. Books are sold before the year ends, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, and this is not throwing under the bus, even though I like to do that. Are you going to allow us, meaning the ladies on this line, to push you, to encourage you, to share resources and information if you need them, and to hold you accountable to do this. Will you allow that? Most definitely, yes. I, I really will. Like I, At this point in time, I realize the stuff that I push away is the stuff that I need, so that's something that I need. Okay. And this is the thing, like, and this is real talk. Sometimes that's all a person needs, ladies. Somebody to care. Somebody to encourage you. Somebody to push you. Somebody to say, okay, Kay, you want to get this real estate? You need this 20 sacks? 
Hey, what about this way? What about that way? Okay, listen, you want to put this book out? That's all it takes sometimes. We talked earlier about people hating and people jealous. Ask that. I ain't going to hate. I ain't going to be jealous. We can't worry about the next person. We got to push people to their goal. And guess what? This woman loves to write. This is a passion. So, ladies, I'm asking you tonight, if you can push her, you can encourage her, you can give her some tips, you can say, hey, how's the book coming? You need any resources? Are you willing to do that? If you don't have a number, her Facebook, we make sure you get that. Are you willing to honestly say that you'll push her and encourage her to do that? Is there anyone, is there at least one person that that will stand in agreement with me and say, hey, I got you, I'll push you, I'll encourage you? Anyone? I got you. Boom. That's real. And that's what it's about. And these and these calls are recorded. <laughs> so we're definitely gonna write everything down. But um but I've always wanted to be a part of change in the world, like you were saying, Corinne. When I started one of my first businesses in network marketing a long time ago, the founder of the company, Harlan C. Stone Cipher, um which is no longer with us, um, he said he wanted to be a man that created more millionaires than any man that has ever lived. And he has been a part of creating thousands, and they're still being created because of the vision he had with the great company. And um, when he said that, though, I felt it. And I said, wow, that's amazing. And I, I have worked to help people in some form or capacity my whole life, well over 20, 25 years and I just want to be a blessing. I want to be a part of change. I want to be a part of helping. And I do that now every single day in some in some form or capacity. And what I what I'm looking for this year and 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 beyond is just to be able to do it more. People are hurting. People are dying. Kids are hurting. Um, I had Lissa help me about a week or two ago. We talk we we're talking about the youth, and we were talking about the movie Cuties. Have you guys heard of that movie, Cuties? No. Anybody? Mm. No? Mm-mm. Ah, really? Okay. Well, the movie is about, this is a French movie, right? Yeah. Wasn't the girls over, what country was it? Yeah, they were in Paris. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a movie. If you Google Cuties, C-U-T-I-E-S, They've been getting a lot of reviews. It's a Netflix movie that came out about two or three weeks ago, and the little girls are want to be like dancers, and they're shaking their ass, and they're probably like 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. And um, they were, I guess they were boycotting and wanting the movie to be taken, you know, off TV because it was offensive to children, to people, et cetera, especially with so many sexual crimes and situations. And we were talking about the kids and just the appropriateness of it and so on and so forth. But my point is, you know, I just want to be a part of creating change. I want to be a part of helping the world to be a better place because sometimes it's so dark. Sometimes it's so lonely. Um, we got to go to another break, ladies. And um, when we come back, a couple things before we end the call tonight, we want to talk about the, your epitaph, you know, what that actually is going to say. So I want you to think about that because we'll talk about that. And after the epitaph, we'll talk about that bucket list, things you want to do while you're alive before you close out. So the epitaph is, what would be read on your tombstone in addition to your name?
I don't want to answer this because I don't know. What? Oh, my God. You don't know the answer? (laughs) All right, all right. We are back. And um, this is Swanda with Clutch. And one thing I want to say, hopefully no one is feeling doomy and gloomy. This month we're talking about facing fears. And tonight's topic is about fear. Some people are afraid to die. Some people are afraid to even have discussions about what happens um, when it's time. However, it's necessary because we need to be prepared. So we're in talking about our bucket list, things you want to do while you're alive. So hopefully we'll all be a little turned up. Um, so now let's talk about that epitaph. When so, and, and, and I know that everyone's idea and thought of leaving here is definitely different. Um, so, but that tombstone. What will it say about you? Your first, last name, date of date of birth, and date of death, and then it's gonna say something. What is that something? Who would like to step back up to the plate? Because uh, we only have about fifteen minutes. But who will be able, who will be willing to step up and share? What will it say about you? What would your epitaph? If you could write your own, please share. I'll I'll go first again. Um, I'll just say she made a difference. Go ahead. Um, mine will just say she made a difference. A difference. Love it. She made a difference. Right. Who else? Who else would like to go next? Anyone? Had to make sure I'm not on mute. Oh my gosh. Ladies? Corinne? Um, I don't I don't know. Um, I think because I just lost someone on Sunday, I'm just I'm not, I don't know. My head is, like, not, <laughs> is everywhere else. Um, I definitely can understand. And it's not a, It's not an easy subject. It's not. So, yeah, definitely, if you don't feel um, like sharing or saying that, because, hey, death is real. And um, I think that, like, I agree probably a lot differently from, from different people in my own type way, but, um, yeah, definitely. If it's close to home, is there is there anyone on here that would like to share? Like, our life is our legacy. Uh, this is Lisa. and when we die, um, we're not here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to go. So I don't really want to go. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you can go, Kay. No, go. <laughs> um, I I honestly don't know what I would want to put on my as an epitaph on on my tombstone, but I know who I'd want to pick it. Um, okay. I'd want my friend Brianna to pick it because she has like the most amazing dark, twisted sense of humor, and anything she picked would be something that would just crack me up. So yeah, something dark, something twisted and funny. That's what I want on my on my tombstone. Anyone else? This is Lisa. Um, I want mine to be, you know, something 
simple because I've been to some and seen some crazy things. So um, I just want mine to say, you know, she was a mother, a wife, a friend, a caregiver, um, nothing too crazy. But I'm praying before I leave this world, I do enough good to, you know, that it, you know, my good speaks for itself and they would know what to remember me by anyway. Love it. And I would Alexis, like, what's most important to me in life is doing good. And I'm not going to say more good than bad, of course. <laughs> 99% good, 1% bad. But um, she made a difference. That's what's important to me. And I know that um, we all live differently. We all think differently. But being able to make a difference, like, that is, that's everything. Because I want to do good. Um, I had I worked with a girl one time, and she said, man, you remind me of Pinky in the Brain, like you're always trying to take over the world. And I believe, as Steve Jobs says, people that are crazy enough to think they can take over the world know me just, and I'm going to hold on to that until I can't hold on to nothing else. So as we close out tonight, ladies, let's talk about something exciting, that bucket list, things you want to do while you're alive. And um, life is about living. And when it's over with, then it's over. And I definitely hope no one is discouraged, no one is sad, because I know that, you know, it's not really an easy topic. And it's a fear that has to be faced. So does anyone want to step up to the plate and share if you have a bucket list? And if so, tell us a couple things that's on that bucket list of yours. And definitely don't leave out something adventurous because that's what bucket lists are about. We all know the same movie we're thinking about. Was it what's the movie the two ladies and they're road tripping? Is it what is it? Oprah is it Oprah and Gail? That's not the movie though. I'm not sure. But anyway. Any bucket listers? Who wants to come first? I'll go first. We only have like thirteen minutes. Come on. Who's going first? I'll I'll go first again. One is to okay, travel. come on. Wanda, one is to travel. Tawanda, you promised to go to Disney World with me next year. Um, I did. Did you get that in writing? Is, is that in the contract? <laughs> you said it on podcast live. So, you know, okay, okay, okay. Let's go ahead and plan it then. <sighs> All right. Um, two, two is to take up piano again. Three is you get over my fear of heights by skydiving and fourth let's just say maybe build my own dungeon wait a minute hold up (laughs) hold up what was the last thing you said build my own dungeon (laughs) are you going to keep anything is christian gray going to be in that dungeon Christian Gray might not be in my dungeon, but let's just say it will be interesting. I told you, I'm feeling a little kinky, and sometimes I just need to take out my aggression, and sometimes it's fun making people come and come and come. Come on, you're talking to a girl who's addicted to phone sex and does this for fun. So don't you think having my own dungeon and making it a reality would be even funner? Absolutely. And on to the next person. Come on to the bat. Quickly, quickly, quickly. (laughs) Who wants to share? Come on, bucket list. 
This is Steve. Well, I kind of like relationship again, being amorous and uh, kissing and necking and but not over a telephone, like in real person. <laughs> really live. Oh, yes. Hugging and kissing and exchanging uh, body chemistry. And um, I'd like to finish my my goals, the ones that I have started. Um, I kind of would like to be able to come together at a table again with friends. I'm not much for eating out, but I think that we do need that. I need an evening where girlfriends come together and kind of go out. And um, I think that's, a, you know, the harmony and friends and family. Get together with the family that is still alive or on this side of the veil um, as much as I can. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Who next? Um, this is Kay. I have a couple things on my bucket list. I've actually been lucky enough to do one of them. Um, one of the things that I was able to do was uh go um to Carnival in Brazil and dance in Carnival in the parade. I mean, not like the official parade, but one of the thousands of parades that happen in the country. It was fun. That was on my bucket list. Um, So the other couple things are I want to go to the Amazon. Um, I want to travel to Australia. Um, I I just want to travel. Like, I want to see the world. Yeah. That's on my bucket list. Absolutely. Sounds good. Who next? Since I wanted to do zip lining, um, and I want to also want to go to Australia as well. Australia and zip lining, okay. Come on, Lisa, Lisa. Um, <laughs> right now in this crazy world, I'm just worried about living to the next day. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> really haven't thought about a bucket list because. You know, with everything's happening, I don't want to say too much, but um, I want to go to Africa. Um, I have a trip planned if this, you know, stuff clears up by next year. But really, for me, um, I plan to fall in love again. You know, I'm against love, afraid of love, whatever it may be. But that's on my bucket list. I know that seems kind of crazy, but that's real. Africa and love. Real is never crazy. Real is just straight real. There's so many things on my freaking bucket list, but I want to do a mud bath. Anybody ever had a mud bath before? No? No. Wow, okay. Yes. Yeah, who said yes? Melissa. Oh, okay, y'all. Was it good? Yeah, I like that type of stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know because I liked it, but you can get mud in places mud shouldn't be. I'm just gonna say that. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I got that, hooked on it when I. You said what? I said other than that, it's cool. 
I got hooked on it when I was watching Suits. One of the lawyers on there was just always like when he wanted, when he was stressed out, he needed to relax. Who he would be in the mud. Who saw that? Y'all saw that I one? I watched all seasons. Lewis let. Oh, Lewis I love Suits. Yes. So I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do. So I want to do my bath. Definitely learn at least. I want to learn another language. I want to be fluent in Spanish and French, and um, I want to go on an Alaskan cruise. I've always wanted to be at the Macy's Day Parade, so maybe in like 2021, 20, 2022, I can get to there. Um, I want to go on a cabin trip. Always want to do that. And I'm looking forward to trying some edibles, some cannabis edibles. <laughs> I've been trying to do that for a while, so hopefully somebody on the call can help me out with some stuff on my bucket list. But um, as we close out tonight, ladies, because we are definitely out of time, um, is there anything that's on your heart, on your mind, that you want to share? Um, I know we talked about a lot, and I hope nobody's feeling muggy. Oh, my goodness, I'm getting kind of scared of my topics for this month. I might have to change them. But um, is there anything on your heart and on your mind that you like to share with us and the world before we end in the next couple of minutes? Um, anything that's on your heart and mind, um, Kelly? Hmm. Uh just that I am appreciative. I am very thankful for the channel uh, and you ladies being aboard. And the topics, this topic is real. It's a part of our lives, and it is something that we all, will all be facing. It is inevitable. Even if we do not have the answers to your questions, Tawanda, it definitely brainstorms, so we thank you. I thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're most welcome. And really, it's it's about building, because as we build friendships and relationships, what one person doesn't have, someone else may have, and we can all think. I mean, I just want us to be great while we're here. I want us to live and not just exist, and I want us to be able to leave legacies for those that, that mean the most, and we can do that. What one person doesn't have, someone else has. So let's find ways to work together so we can all be over the hump and achieve and exceed our wildest imagination and dreams. Um, thank you so much, Kelly, for that. How about you, Alexis? Bonjour, comment ça va? I can help you a little bit with your French. And I'm so excited looking to the future with you ladies. Let's get this done. Let's get this. No, wait a minute. You're not going to get this done with us in your dungeon, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not unless somebody wants to help me run it or not, unless somebody is a secret dominatrix, just saying. Oh, what? Wait a minute. Okay, go ahead, Kay. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm lost. Dungeons? Dominatrixes? Is this like fifty shades of IDA? Like I'm so confused. It's fifty shades. It's, <laughs> it's fifty shades of K. Of <laughs> I'm like I don't even know what the topic is right now because I'm stuck on dun- dungeons right now. So, <laughs> sure. listen, like, hey, life is about choices. Tell us a short story. <laughs> a short story. Oh God. Um, uh, let's see. Go ahead. What? The ball is in your court. You go ahead. Okay. Uh let's see. 
<laughs> a short story of what? Like, my life is so blah right now. I don't even know what to say. Like, if I tell you any story of my life, it's going to sound so bland next to Dungeons. Like, for real. <laughs> really? For real, for real. Wow. Well, give us something from your heart before we close out tonight. Anything from your heart and your mind? Anything from my heart and my mind. Um, life is short. Um, like it, like there are times when it's really rough and it's really painful and it's really hard, but don't give up and don't, don't, you know, just don't give up the fight because it's too short. You, none of us really, um, knows what's on the other side. Cherish each moment, cherish the people that you have around you. Even if you feel like no one is there for you, someone would be hurt by you leaving. So don't give up. Absolutely. Um, Lisa. And that's real. Lisa, Lisa. Miss um, <laughs> I really don't have nothing to say. Um, I just enjoy you ladies. Um, I was telling T um a few weeks ago, like I enjoy like, you know, everybody's views and since I don't have friends in real life, it's always good to, you know, get on here and you know, just listen and, you know, be a part of a sisterhood, you know, a friendship. So I just enjoy you ladies. Um, it's always a laugh. Um, tonight's topic was, you know, kind of sentimental, but, again, it's something that we need to talk about. And that's what one thing that you get um, when we get on here with you ladies. It's always real. It's something that the people need to hear. And the thing, we talk about the things that, you know, make others uncomfortable but you know we body it so I thank you ladies for that and thank you for having me tonight so that's just all I wanted to say thank you for sharing and we're real people too so we're friends in real life (laughs) not just on (laughs) not just on a podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) the last voice you'll hear tonight will be from Corinne and then we'll close out so um Take us home, lady. Take us home. I, I definitely was uh, a little nervous when I seen today's title, um, just because, like I said, I literally found out that uh, my godson's dad had died um, literally while I was on a call with you guys on Sunday. I got a text message, and then today I actually talked to his mom again uh, right before I actually called um, you, Alexis, which is why I was a little uh, thrown off when I first got on the phone with you because I literally was talking to her right before I clicked over to talk to you. Um, so I was really nervous about even being on the call tonight, but I'm glad that it wasn't as dark and gloomy as I um, thought maybe it could have went in my head. Um, so yeah, life is definitely short. Um, and I'm glad that uh, we were able to have a positive talk tonight and that um, you were able to share and I enjoyed um, everyone's energy. Thank Absolutely. you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast oh. by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes.
Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, touch on to your best friend and stay tuned. <laughs>